thing. You, you scratched it me. It didn't make a noise. No, but it hurt. Oh. Welcome, everyone, to episode number three of the Friendly Dissonance podcast, Corsets and Democracy. We are two people in a relationship who have vastly differing opinions on politics, economics, and the world. But through discussion... Not argument, because she won't let me. We explore each other's ideas and come to a better understanding of the person we love. Y'all. Gross. What we do here is each come to the table with a topic, discuss it, and then ask what you all think. And you can reach us on Twitter. I am AbbyNormal0NE, AbbyNormal1. And I am at YouHadMeAtHayek. And use the title of this episode, Corsets and Democracy, as a hashtag, and we'd love to hear from you. So, update time. I suppose you noticed that last episode came out two weeks after the first episode. We were shooting for a weekly podcast, but I think mostly we're going to do it as an at least bi-weekly, just because our schedules are busy and we're not able to get to everything every single week. We each work a 40-hour-a-week job. It's a very tiring job, and we'd like to have a little time to ourselves. Uh, also, the sickness from the last couple oh, yeah. weeks has been pretty bad for well, us. Not to mention that I have a really bad schedule. Despite my managerial position, it's re- it's a really bad schedule. Yeah, it's and a I'm pretty tr- crappy schedule. Yeah, and I'm trying really hard to... Tr- to get a different job that would not suck, not suck, and not make me work every other weekend. Uh, so even every other weekend is fine. Yeah, it's as long as the schedule is ten thirty to seven o'clock during the weekdays, it's like oh, yeah, it's gross. awful. So I get home at seven o'clock and I want to cook dinner because it's expensive and not good for us to either buy frozen meals or go out you to know, eat. All the time, yeah. So I try to cook. But it's so difficult to do so when I get home so late. And preparing dinners, that would just kill my days off because that's the only day I have to do any errands. We're trying to still plan for a wedding. And while I can cook, and I am capable of cooking, A, I'm not as good of a cook as Abby is, and B, she doesn't like bacon, so I'm not sure if any of my recipes would work with her. Yeah, all of his recipes include bacon, and that's just not... How Even the chocolate roll. chip cookies. Yeah, he bakes really unhealthy meals, <laughs> and I try. How my much best. butter goes in this? <laughs> All the butter. And I try my best to make everything as healthy and tasty as I can. So I wanted to talk a little bit about corsetry. Corsets are kind of in and out of the popular discussion. Recently, you might have seen someone like Kim Kardashian in the spotlight with her corsetry. She talks about tight lacing, and a lot of people have now been discussing how terrible corseting is for your body, how it puts things out of whack, and you can't breathe. And I wanted to bring up a little bit about the Kim Kardashian corset. I know it's not super part of the parlance right now uh, because the Met Gala was, what, four months ago? Two months ago? I don't remember. Kim Kardashian wore an extremely tight dress that was extremely tight laced or like she had a corset that was extremely tight laced underneath her dress and she was saying, oh, she couldn't sit and she didn't eat anything that day and all this other stuff. And everybody was talking about how unhealthy that was and how terrible corsets are. Because that would be unhealthy if you did that every day. Correct. It would be. And honestly, there were times that some women, especially in the years that were very much a part of when corseting was high fashion and they would do it quite often... They would wear very special corsets that would be cut to a specific part of their body that would inhibit that sort of thing. She, Kim, wore a corset that was lower than her hip crease, which would mean that she was not going to be able to sit because the boning was in the way. She didn't eat probably because she wanted to make sure her waist was as small as possible. She has voluptuous hips and a big old booty. So, and she's also a very thin waist person with very large boobs. So 
any kind of corseting, even as a person who tight laces, which she is, she has gotten her muscles and her tendons and everything used to tight lacing already. And then she has a specifically bespoke corset that means it's going to give her a very specific shape. Now for the people who are like me, what does bespoke mean? Okay, bespoke is a kind of tailoring or it's essentially going to a seamstress, a tailor, whatever, and them taking your measurements and instead of, you know, taking an existing piece of clothing, like a suit or a dress, and tailoring it to you, that's a tailored suit or a Mm -hmm. tailored dress, a bespoke dress or a bespoke suit was that would be them specifically taking your measurements and then creating a piece due to your specifications your your size no but not only that not just your size but the specific event you're going to um even the location you're going so that that you you fit in with their culture at the time everything about a bespoke piece of clothing highly is personalized very personalized and it, it can be quite expensive but a lot of times bespoke clothing can actually be quite economical if you consider you're getting a piece that is specifically attuned to you you will wear it many times and you will have it for a long period of time because it is extremely well crafted mm-hmm. so this specific garment was completely designed for Kardashian. And of course, no one who's ever been part of corsetry other than a very, very rich person, historically, is going to have this sort of thing. They will have stays if you're going to go before, say, steel boning or baleen boning. They will have stays which have only maybe one piece of rigidity that's not made of textile. And then you'll have later on corsetry that will all give you a very specific shape. And mind you, the people who are wearing these things, which are men and women, men and women both wore stays. They both wore corsets in a specific style to give them a specific shape uh and the amount of people who talk about oh they're just uh, molding their body it's unnatural lots of things we do with our body is unnatural so are you saying that we should stop tattooing each other like are should we stop um breast augmentation it's unnatural okay sure but we've been doing this sort of thing since the dawn of time i think Corsets are probably healthier than either tattoos or breast augmentation. Well, in the in the regards of breast augmentation, at least it doesn't give you cancer. You're not um, cutting into your boobs either. Correct. Well, so one of the things one of the things that people would say against corsetry is, oh, this person broke their bones. Uh, they 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 are moving their stomach out of the way uh, to to make sure that they can fit into this corset. The problem with that is they do not understand the historical usage of the word boning or broken bones. Broken bones typically would mean actually the boning in the corset, which was made of ivory, baleen. Wood, bamboo, or steel. steel. Uh, not as often would it be steel. More than likely, it would be like a piece of wood bone. Uh, wood I boning. Like steel boning is probably more of a modern thing. Yes, yeah, steel boning is thing. much more modern. But it's going to be made out of bamboo, uh, baleen, or wood, probably. Uh, and these pieces would, if you do not warm them to your body temperature. Um, they would often break if you try to tight lace too quickly. You'd you'd break a bone, and it would very much hurt 
it would really hurt you. It would probably even skewer you. You might get a laceration from a broken bone because it poked through your materials. But you're wearing so many layers at this point. You're wearing a chemise. You're wearing a corset cover. Then you're wearing a corset, which has the boning, which also has a pretty tightly woven fabric. So it's probably not going to skewer you, but it might. Definitely ruined your corset. That's what people are talking about when you've broken a bone. You've broken one of your stays inside your inside your corset. And that's not even to mention, we still use a style of corsetry today. It's just not as rigid as they used to. Spanks are essentially a kind of corsetry or a girdle or... You know, it's that same idea. You want your body to fit a, to become a certain shape. Right. And so you put clothes on to make your body that shape. So, right. yeah, Spanx, spandex is modern. Uh, not modern corsets, but it's, it's a, a an evolution Shapewear. in the idea of what corsets are. Right. And your bras have underwire that, you know, do a, have a specific purpose and, and, and change your body into a specific shape. And the whole idea of shapewear has definitely changed over time. And honestly, when I first thought about corsetry, I did think it was a, ooh, sexy, risque thing. I didn't I think of it. get my corsets from Fredericks of Hollywood. Right, Fredericks of Hollywood. It's for sexy times. It's for very specific, you know, very private times of... Of, of your life or it's all very historical it's from the wild wild west you know you wear your little corset and you get your 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 oldie tiny photos taken with your friends and it wasn't until i actually had an oldie tiny's photo taken in south dakota that with when i wore a very badly made very <laughs> bastardized corset for the photo that I was like, oh, this is really cool. I love how it makes me look. I love how it makes me feel. Kind of makes me feel like I'm wearing a kind of a hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I started researching on YouTube corseting because mm-hmm. it really interested me. So I found this woman named Lucy's Course or her YouTube channel is Lucy's Corsetry or Bichonin Rancher. Uh, and she has a wealth of information about corseting, uh, even the history of corsetry, how to properly fit yourself for a modern corset. She talks about misconceptions about corsetry. I've also sought out uh, things about historical dressing, which gave me a greater understanding of what, ac- what these words meant when people were talking about it and what actually women were wearing and why they wore it that way. It really opened my mind to a lot of things. It also kind of made me a little bit of a snob when I went to the Renaissance Festival and I saw how badly women were wearing their corsets. They're very expensive. You could tell they're very expensive corsets. Very, very expensive You actually saw the... I'll be honest, most of the corsets that I see at the Ren Fair, there's two categories. There's women like you who are wearing them and they know how to wear them and they know all about them and they're wearing good quality ones, at least decent quality ones. And the other group of people that I typically see are the ones who pick theirs up at Hot Topic for 50 bucks. No. Well, here's the problem. Okay. One of the great things about Lucy Scorsetry, she's done a lot of research on quality inexpensive off-the-rack corsetry as well as bespoke and couture uh, corsetry. So Lucy also worked with Timeless Trends to create a tight lacing corset that was in two different shapes to help people with different body shapes get into tight lacing so that it was better suited. These off-the-rack corsets were better suited for different body shapes. What's really great about Lucy is she works very diligently to make sure that people understand what to look for in an off-the-rack corset and what to avoid. And it's one of the reasons why I have 
uh, bought corsets from Orchard Corset. I also have bought corsets from Timeless Trends. Both of them are inexpensive, but well-made corsets, especially great for people who are wanting to kind of dip their toes into corsetry, but cannot spend $300 to $500 for a uh, an artisan uh, corset, something that you would get from, say, what Katie did. So the reason I bring this up is there are also people who go to a Renaissance festival or a Comic-Con because it will often yeah. have corsetry some, there. Something where you would wear some kind of costume. It's typically for. Yes. So you'll go to that co- and then you'll have people who will purchase those corsets there. Now, nothing against a lot of the artisans who sell things there, but they are definitely not made to tight lace. Which is what a lot of people look well, to do. They are not. I, I will say definitely. I like if, if you're looking at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. There are some corsets there that look beautiful, mm-hmm. but they are not constructed to be tight laced. Yeah, they, they, they are a, a lot of them, and this is because of the uh, commercialized aspect of the Minnesota Renaissance Festival. It costs a lot to sell things there. It costs a lot to sell things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not. So yeah, what, what they're selling it for is for a very couple of specific different groups, either tourists who don't know what they're looking for, mm-hmm. or people who what they're looking for is something that looks good, but isn't necessarily a real article. Because I haven't looked at the corsets at the Ren Fair for some reason. The only the only one that I really remember is the guy and the gal in the Virginia Renaissance Festival, the tiny tiny Virginia Renaissance Festival. Bless. Which was my first Renaissance festival. And I was like, oh, honey. And I'm like, this is really cool. Look how big this is with all the things. Look at all the things we can do. They have a beer tent. That's awesome. <laughs> Minnesota. Like, again, nothing against that Virginia Minnesota festival. It was festival. super cute. It was, it was super a very cute, cute place. The, the people put a lot into it. There's a lot of cool things about it. Nothing against them whatsoever. It is one-tenth the size of the Minnesota they Renaissance have, Festival. The Minnesota Renaissance Festival has permanent buildings. Yeah. Uh, permanent park. Like, it's beautifully constructed. And now they're getting rid of it all to go to a new location. Yeah, they have because to. Because of the silica mine. Yeah. So the person who was selling the corsetry at the Virginia Beach uh, Renaissance Renfair. Festival, mm-hmm. they were a very small artisan mm-hmm. um corset making mm-hmm. group nothing against them mm-hmm. they made pretty well made corsets but they one didn't know how to fit a person with a corset okay because they would never have recommended those corsets that they recommended to me okay i'll, my, I'll take your work for all of this in my body shape those corsets were not good for me mm-hmm. they were also recommending the way i would cinch them corsets are meant especially modern ones are meant for one person to do it themselves only if it if you are royalty would you not be able to cinch it yourself and they had beautiful ones but they were far too expensive Mm -hmm. for what they were the ones that are at the renaissance festival are very ornate but they are not the sort of corset that would Stand the test of time and you would never see these corsets on the outside of the clothes there's no yeah. reason for you to have these ornate things your clothing is supposed to be ornate your corset is supposed to be stealthed inside your clothing for our wedding i purchased a 1950s style cocktail dress mm-hmm. and as well as i purchased a corset that could be stealthed underneath mm-hmm. Because the style of the time still relied on corsetry to get a specific hourglass shape. This corset can be hidden underneath clothing. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about corsetry is it really definitely has a bad rap. Corsetry can be actually quite good for people. One is anybody who has ever been diagnosed with scoliosis already more than likely is wearing a corset of types to help solidify their back, uh, to help them live with a curved spine. A lot of times 
people with anxiety or pain, people with pelvic floor dysfunction or anxiety disorder or a myriad of other issues are often prescribed with a with a corset to at least help them with their musculature problems, to help them feel secure, to give them confidence. The corsetry that is is much more modern is made in such a way that it is not going to break on you if you are treating it properly, which is one of the reasons I have a problem with people who do not uh, tight lace their corset properly because mm -hmm. it bothers me that they've sunk a good chunk of their money into this beautiful product and they're going to ruin it because their boning is not straight up and down, which is how it's meant to be, mm -hmm. which means that it's going to pull the lacing out, it's going to pull the stitching out, it's going to warp their piece to yeah. be incorrect and it's going to make it so that it wears incorrectly. If, if you want something to look like the goth vampire, get something to look like that. But if you're going to get something for actual tight lacing corsetry, get that. Don't try to mix the two because they won't work well together. Sure. So if you get a Hot Topic Fredericks of Hollywood inexpensive plastic boned corset and then you try to tight lace it, don't expect it to behave like a really well made mm -hmm. spiral uh steel corset with uh flat steel boning in the front and back those pieces are going to keep you much more rigid and are, is gonna be better to hold your tight laced shape and not gonna pull all your stitching out so when you tight lace and your stays aren't completely straight, it means it's either not the correct size for you or you need to readjust your body or it's not the right body shape. Mm -hmm. Found out because I have a protruding uh, uh, rib cage on my left hand side that there are different shapes of corsets I can't wear if I want to be comfortable. So I just avoid them. I go for different styles. Corsetry can actually make you feel really confident. I felt amazing when CJ and I went to the opera and I wore my cocktail dress. Made me feel so cute, so confident because I followed recommendations from people like Lucy from Lucy's Corsetry and because I was able to find a corset that fit my body and made and was breathable and made me feel loved. I have back problems and honestly, occasionally wearing a corset relieves the stress that I have from possibly being out of whack because of bad muscle problems or tendon problems or just like essentially having a bad yeah. back. At any rate, corsets are great. The public opinion about corsets is typically incredibly wrong, incredibly biased. Incredibly ignorant. Exactly. Modern ideas about corsetry are ignorant of the historical verbiage people would use when they would talk about mm -hmm. corsetry in the fashion of the time. It can help you physically and mentally to feel more at one with your body itself, mm -hmm. especially when done properly with well-made corsets. All right. So what I wanted to talk about is democracy. And by that, I specifically mean people who fetishize the idea of democracy. To a large extent, this means a lot of people on the left, not exclusively the left, there are are a lot of people on the right who also have the same kind of almost worship of democracy as a concept. And I don't think that democracy is all that great. Now, I do want to add to that that I think that democracy in what people typically think of as democracy, democracy is better than a lot of other things. Um, Winston Churchill might or might not have said something along the lines of democracy is the worst system of government 
except for all of the other systems that we've tried before. Oh, yeah, that's a good caveat to put in front of him. Because uh, just because of a lot of things get attri- <clears throat> excuse me, attributed to people like Winston Churchill, yeah. Mark Twain. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Abraham Lincoln said that uh, you can trust anything on the Internet. The, <laughs> I've, I've actually looked into this. Um, it might it like legitimately historians aren't sure whether or not he actually said that from what I remembered and I don't feel like looking it up so what? it's not Abraham Lincoln okay. Churchill. you <laughs> the way you couched it sounded like Abraham Lincoln said you can't trust what they say on the internet and historians, historians don't know. aren't even sure if that's true or not <laughs> and I'm like what okay <laughs> I'm sorry so yeah, democracy is better than a lot of things. Democracy is better than feudalism. Democracy is better than fascism or what have you. Mercantilism, if you would consider that. Imperialism, British imperialism, it's better than. It's better than the Ancien Regime. Now, for people unfamiliar with what democracy is and what I mean whenever I say democracy, democracy is a form of government wherein people vote and the majority, typically, uh, decision of that voting, sometimes just a plurality of vote, determines what happens. So, for example, if you were to have a vote to eliminate slavery, you would have a vote, and if 50% plus one of the people voted to eliminate slavery, slavery would be eliminated, uh, otherwise it would not be eliminated. Now, whenever most people today talk about democracy, they're not just talking about that kind of democracy. They're talking about liberal democracy. Liberal democracy does have voting and it has people voting on stuff. But, for example, in the United States, if you were to say, should we have slavery, put it up to a vote, and 50% plus one of the people said, yes, we should have slavery, we still wouldn't have slavery in the United States because we have a limited democracy. We have a liberal democracy. The liberal part places limits on the actual democracy. And I would contend that the best part of liberal democracy is not the democracy part, it's the liberal part, and that the more liberal it is and the less democratic it is, the better it is. So you can vote for liberal Democrats in the next election. Got it! Well, I would, I would vote for Lib the... Lib Dem Party! I mean, if I were in the UK, I might be a Lib Dem. No, you wouldn't. What would I be? A Green Party. I would be the Green Party. Yep, that is definitely me. I would definitely be part of the Green Party. So for a lot of people, if the majority agrees with what they're thinking, then that means that democracy is good. Whereas if the majority disagrees with them, that means that democracy is bad. And I'm not trying to make that kind of argument. I'm saying even if the majority agrees with me on what is good, that's not the thing that makes what we agree on good. So imagine that you are pro-choice. Okay. Okay, probably not that hard to imagine. No. So imagine that you're pro-choice, yep. and 30% of the people in your state, in your nation, whatever, in your country, are pro-choice, and everybody else is pro-life. Everybody else is wrong. Okay, sure, everybody else is wrong. So you have a vote on whether or not abortion should be legal or illegal. Mm-hmm. And because 70% of the people are pro-life, and they believe that abortion is murdering a baby, they vote, no, abortion should be illegal. So now abortion is illegal. And that is democracy at work. That is democracy in action. And you would hate that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're pro-choice and 70% of the people are pro-choice and 30% of the people are pro-life, and you have a vote to see if abortion is legal, mm-hmm. 70% of the people say yes, abortion should be legal, 30% of the people say no, abortion should be illegal, so now abortion is legal, yep. and you're happy with that. Oh yeah. That happiness isn't because, how to put this? Something is moral, it's because something is voted on. Yeah, so whether or not abortion is good or bad, mm-hmm. whether or not abortion should be legal or Neither illegal, here nor there. is whether whatever it should be doesn't matter right. to democracy. Correct. Democracy is only what, like the people vote what, for. What most of the people say it should be. Right. And that's why the liberal part of a liberal democracy is better. 
let's say that you happen to think that free speech is a good thing and that free freedom of the press is a good thing and that freedom of religion is a good thing let's say you think that you should be able to be a christian or a catholic or a protestant uh, christian and catholic protestant they're all the same well not if yes catholics and not if yes protestants Incorrect. But here's the thing. Or, or a Muslim, or a Jew, sure. or an atheist, or a Wiccan. Sure. So you, like, it is, in my opinion, more morally correct that you should be able to choose your own religious path so long as that does not hurt other people. It doesn't matter if only 3% of the people are Wiccan. They should still be able to practice their religion. Again, so long as it doesn't infringe on anybody else's rights. And if you think that it's moral for you to take that right away the only fallback you have is democracy and if you want to protect the rights of a minority group then you can't rely on democracy democracy might get it right for you sometimes but it would be much better to rely on the liberal part of that liberal democracy so whenever the majority agrees with you and in those times democracy is good when they disagree with you, democracy is bad. There's nobody that always thinks that democracy always chooses the correct decision. And again, I'm think, I, I, I believe that whenever you're looking at something like a political system, and you're looking at liberal democracies like what we have, the higher the liberalism necessarily means the lesser the democracy. And the more liberalism, the better. To, to maximize personal preference, to maximize what you want, and also what I want at the same time, you need to increase that liberalism and decrease that democracy. Anytime you give anybody an excuse to rule somebody else, way too many people will take that opportunity. So to prevent that, you just don't put it in the rule book that they're allowed to rule. So with speech, I have the freedom of speech. There's a lot of things that I can do with my speech that a lot of people would want to take that right away from me, but they're not allowed to because not democracy, but because of constitutional limits, because of the liberalism of the system. So now I'm gonna ask you another question, and I'm gonna ask you to vote for your favorite soda. No. Ooh, uh, Diet Orange Sunkist. That Diet Orange Sunkist? Oh, I love Diet Orange Sunkist, but I also love Diet Mountain Dew. And I love, um, oh, oh, Fresca is really good. Mm -hmm. And um, if there was a Diet Grape Soda that was really, Diet, if there was a Diet Grape Welch's Soda, I would die happy if it had caffeine in it. Diet Welch's Grape Soda with Yes! So that's what you're voting for. Oh my god, it's never going to happen. But that's what you're voting for. No, I Well, plenty of no. people vote for things that will never happen, so okay. don't worry, you're okay. in good company. Oh, but I can't have a favorite soda that's too hard, because you know what's also really good? What? Coke Zero with Vanilla. Okay, well, vote for your soda. You only get one voice. Oh, Isn't no. Isn't it terrible? I hate it. Yeah, that's the problem. Now, if you were to have some kind of nationwide vote on soda, all of your nuanced choices, your diet sunkissed and your diet Welch's grape soda, but with caffeine in it, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist. But that no, doesn't it really matter. doesn't. <laughs> that doesn't I just matter. love the flavor. You're, you're imagining you're voting for the unicorn. It doesn't matter because nobody else is going to vote for your unicorn. Some other people might. 5% of the people might be like, you know what? I want a Diet Welch's grape soda with caffeine in it. It would be so good. But it doesn't matter because most of the people are going to vote for Coke or Pepsi. And most likely, Coke is going to be the winner. Yeah, because Pepsi's terrible. It is. I, I agree. Mm. We could vote on the worst soda. And just eliminate it? Yeah. Okay, well, I vote for Diet Anything. At any rate, we are now in the United States of Coke. Because we How? voted for Coke. Okay. Like, you didn't vote for Coke. Can I have Fresca? No. You only it's made by Coke. Just Coca-Cola. Only have one choice. It's not... No, but that's not... That's not communism. We got Yeah, that is communism. We got democracy. That is democracy. I want... I want Diet Coke. Well, you want liberalism, then. No, I want Diet Coke. 
So liberalism gets you Diet Coke. Why? Because if we voted, Coke would be the winner, and therefore Coke is the only drink we have. The company. No, Coca-Cola the drink. No, I voted for the company. Okay, well, you threw your vote away then because it doesn't mean anything in our current... Like, you can't vote in for the president. You can't vote for I vote Democrat. for Trump's company to be the only real estate company. <laughs> you must really hate the real estate market. It's being a dick. How did the entirety of America go bankrupt? Oh, because he they chose a person who headed a company that all they do is go bankrupt and and that's but that's my point is democracy will have everyone drink coke liberalism lets you choose what you want to drink for yourself and so many people when they hear the words democracy they go democracy that's the thing that lets me drink diet sunkissed it's like no that's, that's not what democracy is that's capitalism that's the market that's liberalism without Capitalism without the market, without liberalism, however you want to put it. You can even have some weird kind of anarcho-syndicalist thing where those guys over there make Sunkist and those guys over there make Diet Welch's grape juice only with caffeine. Oh, can we have them both be together? Diet Welch's Sunkist grapefruit thing? Oh, Regard- yeah. Any, we, we, you can have that kind of weird thing under a lot of different economic systems and political systems but the no obama would go and strike it (laughs) under a lot of different systems but the thing that would have that would be liberalism and it might not even be called liberalism at that point but that is what provides that choice is the liberalism in that system the thing that allows those people to make their diet sunkissed and allows those people to make their diet vanilla coke and for those people to make their dr pepper those people to make their pepsi that is liberalism, that is freedom, and that is not democracy. Democracy is 51% of the people vote for Coke and 100% of the people get Coke. Liberalism is 51% of the people vote for Coke and those 51% of the people get Coke. The other 49% get something else. So, so my point with all this is, is that liberal democracies, the things that we love about liberal democracies, is that a liberal democracy limits democracy. A democracy is just a tyranny of the 51%. And yes, a, a, a tyranny of the 51% is better than a tyranny of the 1% or a tyranny of the 1% or tyrannies of anything else. But it's still not, in my opinion, the most ideal system. The most liberal thing to do would be to completely eliminate the democratic part of it and just work on the liberal part of it. And that's like eliminating democracy and you immediately think, oh, well, he's going to institute fascism or Stalinism or whatever. It's like, no, I don't want to replace it with that. I want to replace liberal democracy with just liberalism. With that, we're going to go ahead and go to our lib to lib for today. And once again, you have not provided us with any kind of questions. So we have to come up with our own. And I've gone to Tumblr. Oh, my gosh. Please don't make me go back to Tumblr. You got this from Tumblr? Oh, the button has yeah. been a thing from Tumblr since, like, oh. say, like, 2012. Well, I, I thought you went, like, recently to Tumblr. And that's like I don't worse. go to Tumblr anymore. I go to Reddit. That brings me the best Tumblr. <laughs> brings, you, brings you all the, the Tumblr tastiest. without the crap Tumblr. Well, that's the problem, is that uh, Tumblr's gone down the poops shoots. So. Anyway. So what we're doing today is willyoupressthebutton.com. It is the best lib to lib standard we can get. Sure. <laughs> so the way this works is that it asks a question, will you press the button? Let me give an example. An example is the best way to explain how this works. Uh, if you push the button, you never have to lose people, but you can only work minimum wage. Do you want to push the button? Push it. So you want to push the button? Wait, no. I hate, I hate it. I, I have, hate minimum wage. I've never worked minimum wage. I have. When did you work minimum wage? Uh, when I first started working retail. You didn't work minimum wage very yes, long. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. It sucked and we couldn't buy anything. So we did not press the button. Uh, 
almost 60% of the people didn't push the button. 60% of the people would be like, screw it, I will lose people if I can make more than minimum wage. Next question. You now have a green lantern ring, but you must go on patrol in space as a green lantern and can never see your friends, family, or lover again. No. No? But it's space. I don't care. There's aliens. Yeah, well, fine. You can, you can find an Alpha Centauron with a cuter butt than CJ? me. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> Next question. Uh, you will gain any superpowers you wish, but your best friends will also get powers, but will become your enemies, leaving you without friends. That's pretty, like, does, is, does that happen perpetually, do you think? Like, let's say I get the powers of Superman, and I have one friend, and that one friend is now uh, Dr. Evil. I don't know any Superman. Super butts. Super butts. And they're now your enemy. Let's say, let's say you're you you then uh, make another friend. Does that other friend get superpowers and become an enemy after you've already pushed the button, or does it only happen when you push the button? Does reality only change when you push the button? You're not answering my questions. Uh, your body never feels pain, mm -hmm. but your heart constantly does. That's <laughs> this awful. This was written by a five-year-old on Tumblr. That's awful. Your body never feels pain, but you're always sad. That's, I mean, that's me well, all you, the time. Well, well, except that your body does feel pain and but your heart But here's my feels... problem. I'm always sad. So we're going to say no on that one. Sure. I think. Yeah, that, that one's pretty. But yeah. I'm always sad, though. Oh, yeah. I, I think we saw this one before when we were screwing around on the site before. You can be in any video game of your choosing, but you only have one life. And if you die, you won't come back. Which makes it exactly like real life, only now I'm in Skyrim. I'm Zelda. So it's exactly like real life, only you are in Zelda land. What is the world of Zelda called? Hyrule. Hyrule. You would be in Hyrule. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm go. fine with this. I think we go, are both go. fine with this. Go, go, do. Go, do, go, go. Uh, you would marry Emma Watson. Oh, yeah. But she wouldn't be able to love you. Then why are we then, married? Then, then why would we marry her? That's that, dumb. That, that's pretty dumb. Uh, you meet your celeb crush, but then they read the embarrassing pickup lines your followers sent you as your crush on your blog. So they read the pickup lines that people sent to you. I understand wouldn't, what it says. Wouldn't you just send them that anyway? Be like, hey, look what this idiot said. And that, would, that, that could be like a funny thing that you, the two of you could do together. I, I see no downside to this, really. I have a couple celebrity crushes. Would, but... would, you, would you bond with them over the funny things on your Instagram page or whatever? I don't do that kind of thing anymore like i'm mostly i'm like oh they're so cute they seem like a really cool person essentially the reason i have them as a celebrity crush is because of because their rock hard abs no oh. is because they seem like a really cool irl kind of person all right like that's the thing, like one of the so, like so Jensen, you're me like essentially, like so a person like Jensen Ackles yeah. and so Jared Padalecki, yeah, like both of those people and Misha Collins, yeah, seem like an incredibly fun, down to earth kind of person. So that's not gonna really hurt me yeah. at all. Like, again, the, the so, worst I could say is like, this right here sounds like it'd be something funny to bond with them I, on. Be like, oh, hey. I mean, it, okay, so for me, it would be like, let's look at 2011 Abby Normal one. Yeah. But oh, even yeah, then. Going back in time to back whenever you had celeb crushes that you would like to go home and bang. But that would never, like, realistically, it was always, I want them to be my friend okay i've never been oh, okay a knocking boots kind of person okay that's just not me you are transported to the pokemon world but you may never age above 12 ever oh yes let's do it puberty now i don't give Whether a crap about i don't give a crap about puberty question you can die a hero but you may live long enough to become the villain are you Going to become an hero? I am Batman. Do you become an hero? Uh, anybody who knows what an hero is, 
Isn't that when you kill yourself? Yeah. <laughs> and this is when you Batman. This is so stupid. I am Batman. Why are you telling me this needs to be the last question? Because I am Batman. But it's dumb. So that's what that feels like. Why am I still talking like this? It's, it, are you telling me that it's dumb? So you gain immortality. You won't age past 30 either. But you can't go unconscious or sleep. I would be fine with that. Like if I no longer have to sleep. Do you know how many video games I can... That is an additional eight hours a day of reading, of playing video games, of jerking off, of watching television, of doing whatever. I would just do for those eight hours what I would normally... There's no downside. Is there a downside? Like, do you get tired? Maybe that would suck if you're like, you get tired. But... Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say because... I don't sleep very well, so, like, not being able to sleep as as a gamer would really kind of suck. Frankly, like if, if I'm you one of those people. Who, if you don't have to sleep, like that, that tiredness you feel like you're, you, you feel tired and mm-hmm. then you want to go to bed, mm-hmm. you feel that for four hours or six hours or eight hours, but instead of going to sleep, you... Just lie on the couch watching TV. I I don't know, man. I like really... the, the the only way that works is if you don't suffer any ill effects from not sleeping. Oh, oh, even, even if you have to be an elf and meditate for four hours, but not actually sleep, which is what looks like you want to do right now. Good. Right, so we're gonna look at one more. One that more. one's dumb. Okay, this is a good one. You can have or do anything you like all the time, but. It will feel like you always just stepped on a Lego. That's so horrible. I don't want to push a button. I hate Lego. They're so painful. They are. Yeah, but so... then you can do anything you want. You'll get used to the Lego pain eventually, I imagine. Okay. So. One, this is coming under the discretion that you already know what you want to do, right? So maybe if it's a thing where... Because you'd be having sex and the entire time your right foot is like stepping on a Lego. You're eating chocolate pie with a Lego in your foot. No, I don't want to eat chocolate pie. You're going on a roller coaster, but there's a Lego underneath your foot on the roller coaster. So terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm, God, you know, the more I think about it, no, it's like the the only reason I would do this, I can have or do anything. I what would I do? I would make world peace. That's a thing you can do. I mean, that is within the confines of the question. I would do world peace, but I have a Lego in my foot. You know, I would be willing to make that sacrifice for humanity. All right. That's why you, mm-hmm. despite me being a huge philanthropist, really. Okay. Or at least in word. Okay. Not necessarily yeah. indeed, because okay. I don't have yep, the money. Yep, 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 yep. I, I just think you're just a much better person than I am. So for world peace, you wouldn't... Have step on a Lego for the rest of your life? I, I mean, I might, but I don't like pain very much. You you don't like... You think I do? Uh, I probably would be able to handle the pain a lot more than I think you would. <laughs> yes. I would be, like, screaming the entire time. Like, there'd be a news conference, and they'd be like, CJ, you just created world peace. How do you feel? And I'd be like, ah, my... Foot freaking hurts. It sucks so bad. No, you would be like, uh, that's really nice. I'm just glad I could do what I could do to make the world a better place. And that that's that's yes. The the answer to your question is yes. You can handle pain better than I can. I would I would do it, but. I will be damned if everybody doesn't know the sacrifice that I made. I will go visit Israel and Palestine and their new two-state solution that they've created. And 
they will see me and they will flock to me like you have created peace amongst our peoples we are so happy you 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 would go to them and you'd be like i'm so glad that i can make peace amongst your people and you'd walk with a little bit of a limp because one of your feet has a lego stuck in it forever and ever and i would go over there and i would be like yes i know i am awesome give me shawarma my foot hurts and it's all your faults that is the difference between you and me you're like oh cj you're such a nice caring person and i'm like yeah, but that, I'm a very vindictive nice person. That's hilarious. Never even thought about it. Like, not in the least. Like, not at all. Holy bucket. There you go. That's why you're a better person than I am. Because we would both make the same sacrifice. And this is a huge sacrifice. But you would be much more graceful about it. Me, I'd be like, give me all your morphine. My foot hurts. I mean, I guess. You know it's true. Meanwhile, you'd be like, um, I need to purchase some Tylenol now. So fucking true. Okay, I'm gonna okay. give you a huggy. Okay. So, thank you for listening. I'm CJ. You can find me on Twitter at you had me at Hayek. I'm at Abby Normal Zero N E Abby Normal One. And this has been the Friendly Distance Podcast, episode number three. If you want to add to the conversation on Twitter, just tweet at us or use the hashtag Corsets and Democracy. Please, God. Talk to us. Oh my goodness. Especially Please. especially if you have a question for us. Oh. For Lib to Lib. It yes. doesn't it doesn't have to be a great question. No. Or a good question. Or a long question. Yes. We would love all those things. But if you can think all of a of dumb it. question, please just ask us. Just I don't want to come up with any more conversations. <laughs> Anyways, we will see you next time. You take it easy.